0: Some babies and hugging fat girls alive. Is alive, Undertaker. you are a sniveling little suck-up sellout, full of suffering suck-a-tash son it's me austin
1: I too, Billy, and you book a match with
0: me, that's right, killing! look at me, I'm a total package, I will rip him apart, I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> total Full Woo! Marks, with Dan St. Germain. Welcome everybody to Total Heaven Marks, I am the King of Sad Style, the mail with the largest cast in the world, the St. Germain event. Joining me as always, Sergeant Slaughterhouse, Scotty Chaplin. What up, brother? Oh, I thought you were gonna do something. I thought you were about to make a, like a noise with your face. because you oh, were Like a fart noise, yeah. Yeah, like a, like a Z morning zoo, like man cow sort of shit. And Andy Cups, Robert Karbalas.
2: There's your fart noise.
0: I didn't hear it, I, it you uh, actually froze right when it, it was, happened.
1: It I froze when it
2: happened, yes, yeah, so it was <laughs> silent <laughs> but deadly. It was silent <laughs> rage.
0: <laughs> silent rage and Zack attack. Thank you, hello. Well, thank you, he just you said thank your you name. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> Coming with the appropriate amount of, you ever, uh, I remember, uh, I think I one time I uh, I hooked up with a girl and uh, right when I, I came, I went, thank you. And she was like, what? That's the weirdest thing ever. Was it uh,
2: because like you were grateful or were you doing like the wrestling thing? Like when, when you pin the guy, <laughs> you're supposed to thank him for it after. <laughs> like, for Thanks for putting brother. me over brother.
0: <laughs> I'll do I'll do it for you next time (laughs) which is totally a lie yeah Uh, number by the way the Hulk Hogan sex tape is the fucking greatest thing I've ever seen if no one's seen it who listens to this show at one point he says I'm a fat piece of shit I shouldn't have eaten pasta before I did this (laughs) and that's my favorite one in every yeah he burps at one point
2: Part of me loves that he blocked me on Twitter when I made a joke about the sex tape, which means he read the tweet, which makes me even happier. Uh, and it wasn't even that offensive. I just said, you know, the, the, the sex tape isn't that surprising. It ends with a big boot and a leg drop. <laughs>
0: Robert, and what are the list of people who blocked your account on Twitter?
2: Ooh, um, it's not something I take pride in because it, it just kind of shows some of these guys are
0: well, kind of like- the top of your head.
2: Uh, Shawn Michaels blocked me. Uh, which surprised me uh, Hogan. What? what did
0: you say? What did you say about John? I,
2: I, I'm, I don't know. It may have been something about his eyes looking in two different directions at once. Um, okay. Sammy Zayn blocked me and then apologized, which is one of the funniest things ever. He blocked
1: um, you? Why did he apologize?
2: I, cause I was talking to him and he was like, Oh shit. I didn't realize that was you. He was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. He's like, I thought it was somebody being a dick. I'm like, thank you. Most people get it and they like it. and They think it's funny. Uh, every once in a while, they think it's somebody just taking a legitimate shot at him And then they're like, ah, fuck you. And then they subsequently are like, oh, I'm sorry.
0: Dude, uh, Rob Van Dam has the best Shawn Michaels impression I've ever seen. It's on YouTube. And it's it's surprising because I've seen Rob Van Dam do stand-up comedy. And it's it's fucking brutal. Um, uh, you know, it's like watching Bruce Springsteen play football. You know, it's like, you're like, this shouldn't be happening. Um, but it is, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty great. He gets the whole, he, he, he like, uh, gets the crossed eye. He does everything. Um, all right, let's get to the 10 count. <laughs> Number one, come up with even worse names for retribution. I'll start first. Knickknack, Nick, Salt, pepper, Blaine, Waldo, Alfalfa, Buckwheat, and the Viking experience. Um, <laughs> Scott, you got any, uh,
1: Dolph Ziggler, test, puke. <laughs> Skinky, <laughs> spanky, bashful, sleepy. like any of our AOL screen names, I think would work.
0: <laughs> Robert, it's- you got any? The dark order. Yeah, that's I, I will yeah, that is actually a debate. Do, what do you think what, what do you guys who, and, I, and i'm on, I'm undecided on, on this. If you guys had to pick a worse stable dark order or uh retribution? We'll go with you first, Robert.
2: Oh, it's it's Dark Order by a country mile. Um,
0: Well, is that because they've just been featured on TV for a year? It's
2: not. No, it's because they've been featured on TV with a bunch of nobodies. They've done absolutely nothing with the exception of Brody Lee, and they look like they look ridiculous in a stupid indie way. Like Retribution, they they look stupid. But it's one of those things where they'll tweak it and they'll get it where it needs to be, uh, and they'll look like a dominant main event stable, even if it's for a month or two. Uh, Dark order has never once looked like anything other than they should be on WCW Saturday night.
1: It's meta. They're not supposed to look good. They're supposed to be sloppy and look like shit. Says Wrestling
2: fan ever. The
1: the payoff is going to rule. I can't wait to 2025. I think it's going to
0: happen. The payoff for the dark order. It's just going to be like that scene in goodwill hunting. They're just not going to be there one week. And and we're all going to be like they're not there. They're not I w- there.
1: I will say this: about it. at least with the Dark Order, w- when you see it week to week, you go, "Okay, this is their plan. It's not good, but this is what they're writing." And then with Retribution, it's like they're panicking. That was a huge fail. Now they're panicking again. Why did they sign a group that the whole thing was they they want to they want to destroy this place? Why would you sign? <laughs> Guys, that are destroying your. So, so like, none I, of it makes sense.
2: So I, I just have to, for just a moment, because if I don't. Yeah, let's like, talk like, about it. I'm, talk driving, about I'm driving it my wife too. nuts because she doesn't care. And I'm like, you don't understand how this makes no sense. And she's like, I'm going to block you in real life. You need to oh, shut by, the fuck by, up Hey, about do this.
0: you get this, Robert? Oh, that's nice, honey. I get that a lot. I get those three words a lot. Anyway, keep going. I,
2: I used to. We're, we're, we're approaching 10 years in. I think the, the formality of it is kind of past, where it's just a look of like, do, I, do you think I give a shit about how Dominic Dijakovic <laughs> is getting booked? Uh, Dijakovic, sorry. <laughs> Dijakovic. Either way, it's fine. Dijakovic. Um, so here's the thing. It made no sense from day one what they were, what they were doing. It's a fantastic concept bitter employees of the WWE who are, who are not getting the proper push. And they're just like, you know what? Fuck this. We're going to cause chaos.
0: Yeah, All I agree. It's not bad. a bad concept. Not a the bad
2: problem concept. is everything that's interesting about retribution is now, has now been tell, don't show, which is the worst thing you can do from a narrative standpoint. The announcers are telling you they got signed to a contract. We don't know why. We don't know how. We don't know the backstory. They're telling you what their names are. We don't know how any of that came about. We don't know anything that's actually going on with these people other than Tom Phillips or Michael Cole was telling you the story about what they're doing. And we also don't know if we're supposed to know who they are or we're not. Mia Yim this week was basically wearing a mask on the lower half of her face, which is what she wears every fucking week. And they expect you to pay attention to NXT as a legitimate brand where they've established that Mia Yim is Keith Lee's partner that they've done packages on it. So are we supposed to just suspend disbelief that he doesn't know that his significant other is basically just wearing a bandana on the lower half of her face? Same thing with Dominic, who was supposed to be Keith Lee's you know, rival and brother. They're not covering up the tattoos. It's clearly Dio Madden. Do we know? Do we not know? Are we supposed to have our, in- our intelligence insulted or not? Why the fuck did they have contrary? None, none of it makes sense to such a large degree that I'm starting to think that Bruce Prichard is, is back on hard drugs.
1: Do, do, do you think this stretches to Survivor Series like the apparent plan is?
2: I don't even know. I don't even know because they have not feuding with heels. They're feuding with the Hurt Business who are bad guys. This is like when the NWO feuded with the Four Horsemen and the audience didn't know what the fuck to do. So there's no there's – no, they're not really a threat either because there's the five of them and they have all the, the ninjas in the back who all got – like 20 of them got their asses kicked by MVP. So they're going to try to extend this to Survivor Series, but there's, unless there's a plan where there's a supreme leader that they're going to reveal and that, that needs to pay off, this is all just a total waste of time. And these guys are trying so hard to make it work. I don't know if you've seen uh, Dominic Dijakovic's Twitter, where he, he took the shot at CM Punk. because CM Punk made fun of Slapjack for basically like what it looked like. He took like a paper plate and cut out holes, and now it looks like L.A. Park. And he was kind of like, hey, that's really cool. You don't show up. And when you did show up, you ruin new Nexus. Fuck off. And then some fan wrote, like, this is the stupidest thing ever. And Dijakovic went through his feed and found where the guy tweeted about saying he wants to get a Dolly Parton tattoo, posted it, and said, <laughs> you post this on your Twitter, and you want to talk to me? Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, so also, also what he did was Alvarez posted the AEW and NXT um, <laughs> Ratings, that was right? him.
0: That was actually him. I thought yeah. That was a, yeah. That was oh, a yeah.
1: Film. Oh no, it's Dominic. And then Dominic wrote uh, T bar. You know, so it's like AEW eight hundred thirty five thousand, NXT six hundred ninety six thousand, and then uh, Dominic wrote T bar one million. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, whatever the fuck. It, it's just Dude, so. uh I think so he fun. gets. I think he gets that it's not gonna work, and he's like, all right, I gotta pivot this to a comedy character. Well, and
1: also it's like, hey, he's got a mask on. All you gotta do is uh is end this, run them away, and then re-debut them um, down the road the way
0: you're supposed to. I, I will – the one benefit that WWE has over AEW when it comes to stables like this is that WWE, which, which hurts them in a lot of ways, but in this particular situation, it's going to help them. They're able to cut bait and just pretend like it never happened, which – I think oh. may happen with it because apparently people were laughing about it backstage. I mean, I don't fucking know. I mean, it was like on WrestleZone zone or some bullshit, Yeah, but like, like, I think that if it gets enough groans for a week or two, uh, they're going to end it. Way before Survivor Series. Yeah. Well, it's gonna be like a main event on Monday Night Raw and then they're gonna be banished.
2: Well,
1: I, I have a prediction of what direction they're gonna go in. Uh but I'll say that during the
0: uh, Clash
1: of Champion predictions. Let's keep it going, baby. Woo!
0: I still think that uh they should call one of them uh Blaine. Uh <laughs> number two, Dynamite Night One or Two. I'm I'm just joking. I I did not watch Night One, although I heard Night One was was okay what did you guys think of uh, this week's dynamite night one was really good i mean i don't want to call it night one but whatever
1: that was that late night special i mean it was three good matches and uh that dude uh, ben carter is, is awesome man he's awesome i mean he has covid now but um he really does he announced yeah. he has covid well, was yeah, that a
2: stipulation on yeah. one of the matches because i would have watched <laughs>
0: but, uh, uh, damn he's super talented can we talk about that for a second? Like, this week, both NXT and fucking AEW, it was just like Outbreak City, right? I didn't put it on the 10 count because we still don't have enough facts about it. I mean, we know that Lance Archer has it, uh, but we don't know who in NXT has it. Is this just going to keep happening every week? I mean, I guess yes. as long as they're in Florida, it's going to keep happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, the Lance Archer one—I I guess I saw his his comment where he was like, "I guess a family friend had it and came in contact." And when you try to keep these small circles, it's very tough because you're you're putting faith that other people are not going to be fucking stupid, and it's people are fucking stupid. So you can literally trust the person you are alone in the room with, and that's it. And when these guys open their their homes up or their their families, or whatever it is, to other people, it you're going to run that risk. And all it takes is one guy to come in contact with someone that they swear that doesn't have it. Then they show up at at a TV taping and it turns into everybody's got COVID. Yeah. And and it's hard to keep tabs
1: on these guys. I mean, some of them are still doing like indie shows and stuff, you know, their contracts are different. So they're, they're, they're all kind of still getting money where they can. And uh, with that comes some, some COVID.
2: To me, it's just, I, I don't know. The, the, the whole thing in general is, is pretty stupid. The only reason I say this is um, at, my, at my daughter, in my, the county we're in, they went back to, they, you had the option of either sending your kid back to school or staying virtual. And I'm like, I'm keeping my kid home virtual. They had a, a meeting for all the parents of the school, and they said, your children will be required to wear masks at all times. I'm like, great, except when they're in PE or recess. <laughs> so what that means to yeah. me is like well i don't want to get pregnant so when we have sex during the week i'm going to wear a condom but on the weekend it's it's fucking right out, and we'll hope for the best so yeah. if that's what's going on for an elementary school i really can't imagine that you know joey janelle is practicing uh proper hand washing and mask wearing all the time i love yeah. you joey but you know it's true
0: like he's yeah, licking it, shit not I, actual I, shit i hope but no that's that would be an attitude error gimmick uh i i i yeah i i mean anybody who's fucking saying that they know how this covid thing is nobody knows like whether it's whether it's like a right-wing republican guy who says it's bullshit or somebody from aew who's like we're taking all the precautions like nobody knows how this thing fucking works yeah we're all just fumbling in the dark right now i uh... uh
1: Sorry, I, I do like that you know Eddie Kingston is allowed to kind- of, you know acknowledge it on television um the way that he did and and they acknowledge it. i do like that it's actually somehow more comforting and 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 it 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 makes you feel less um weird about it happening
0: he's got to be my favorite promo right now is is anybody is do you guys, do you guys like a promo better than him right now
1: i mean m j f maybe but, right. but but yeah,
0: they're, they're two very different promos. I mean, Orton's really great, too. Orton, so. Heyman. I think Orton, yeah, Heyman,
2: Kingston. Uh, you know, because Eddie Kingston is just so natural and pure when he talks. And that was always the thing with him. For the last 15 or so years, people would send me YouTube clips. And they're like, you have to see this guy's promos. And his promos are great. Uh, and then he, he has matches. And those are a mixed bag sometimes. But he, he's got passion and energy. And I think they're using him in the right way. Right. Hey,
1: um, look, I'm not gonna say it was amazing, but props. Uh, Janela's promo wasn't too bad before his his match last night. I I, I well, kind of like it's it. way better than the match.
0: Well, we are we getting into the shows or what? Yeah, I, yeah. You know, well, yeah, we're speaking. gonna. Well, I yeah, we're we're getting into it. Um, what did you what did you think of the shows, Robert?
2: So this is one where I I really disliked NXT this week. I mean, I really, very much so. Uh, I was surprised they 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 had that battle, the women's battle royal, which was pretty sloppy
0: in a lot. They of They had spots. like nobody there, right? I there mean, was like it was
2: nobody just... there. It was it was sloppy, even though this was an edited show. And then it ends with with Candice and Shotzi like hanging on an apron for about four minutes, which went way too long for 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 my liking. Um, and then the rest of the show kind of felt pretty forgettable until that main event gauntlet match. And the main event gauntlet match felt very sloppy. There was, there was missed camera spots. The, the match itself wasn't that great. And then it ended with the, the three remaining guys were all heels. So the audience didn't have somebody to really get behind or care about. It's like, all right, if Kyle O'Reilly wins or, or Timothy Thatcher or Cameron Grimes, do I as a fan really care since I'm supposed to theoretically boo all those guys? I don't have somebody to root for. It was a very weird decision on my part.
1: Yeah, it felt very empty. And, and the thing with a thing like NXT is – it it does get so silent in there that you hear like their breath and uh it always just sounds like they're they're blown out not that it's something amazing's happening you just notice their breath and everybody sounds kind of silly when they're breathing
0: heavy i think also this week just like the emptiness is like now that like new japan is not back to normal but it's the most back to normal wrestling show that i've seen since the pandemic uh you know the 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 glaring deficiencies are, are just so much more apparent. Uh, I, I thought that the first hour of dynamite totally dragged. Uh, and then you know, I got it. I got into it for the second hour. I don't understand what they are doing with orange Cassidy. I'm not saying like, I like orange Cassidy. He's like not one of my top guys, but I, I figured, you know, you got a guy, he just beat Jericho on a pay-per-view, which for me, that's bigger than beating Brody Lee for the, for the TNT title. So having him lose that cleanly to Brody, and then it really just become an, a Cody angle. I, I hope that they're, I hope that they're not, you know, kind of like uh, taking all the work they did for granted on this guy. I don't know.
2: I was surprised that for that match, that they, that that wasn't a hyped main event because it was, it felt like it could have been a, a strong, Main event match. They've established Orange Cassidy as being very, very over with this crowd. Brody Lee is is this monster. They've established the TNT title as being an important title in their world. And the reveal of Cody at the end, all of that felt like this is your end of show, big, huge moment. And it just kind of came out of nowhere. I don't think that Brody Lee needs all these guys interfering per se to beat an Orange Cassidy, which makes Brody Lee look pretty weak to begin with. Uh, and then Orange Cassidy losing clean after he beat Jericho felt a little anticlimactic. I think they're they're leaning a little hard on Orange Cassidy as a guy we can do anything with, and the audience is going to love him. If they can't believe in him, then eventually that's going to falter. And I didn't think he the match was all that spectacular. So he's primarily gimmick-based.
0: I think it got better as it went along, but yeah, it got better as – does it just sound like there's honking in the back? I don't
1: know. Yeah, yeah, that was out my window. Um, yeah, it just it, – it, it does seem that, like, Cassidy is somebody that you'd actually want to see chase the TNT championship at some point. And uh, – because I, I don't want to see him in the world title picture. You know, so, so you do have a guy like Cassidy where you want to believe that that's attainable for him because it is. But then when you rush it like this, knowing there's so many other guys in the back that you could just throw in there um, – Especially when the whole point of the match, anyway, is to have Cody return, it, uh, it, it was a bit confusing and, and, and did feel like a waste of, of something that could have been
0: not necessarily
1: money down the road, but uh, exciting down the road.
0: I, I just don't know why you don't put the title on Orange Cassidy if you're doing it. it. It's not like Cody needs the title again. You know, like you could have done the same thing. Uh, and just have Cody's music hit, and that, you know, distracts Brody Lee, so it keeps him strong. And then Orange Cassidy wins the title. Like, n- neither of those guys, Brody Lee or Cody, need a mid-card title.
2: Well, the challenge they ran into is most of the guys that they could have plugged in, like, they could have plugged in Matt Cardona or something like that. But then it would have been weird. Like, why did Cody let his friend lose and kind of, you know, get outnumbered? And then he showed up. So it needed to be somebody separate from Cody, but still felt like a mid-show main event. But I don't think Orange Cassidy was necessarily the guy that you, you should have plugged in there. Um, they made a lot of strange decisions on the show. I don't like what they're doing with, with, with uh, Rusa or Miro at all. Um, putting him in a a tag match diminishes a lot about what's special with him. The match went very long, so he didn't look dominant. It was sloppy. I didn't know if that whole him hurting his leg thing was legitimate or part of the story. It made him feel fragile. And, and it just was. It's like now he's like a lackey for Kip Sabian. It just I feel like they they're he, he looks fantastic. There's clearly uh, no yeah. no wellness policy going on there at all. But he looks incredible. <laughs> but they should have had him go out there and just murder that somebody, he, and that would should, have been
1: great. It it should have Kip should have never tagged in. He should have killed Janella and Sonny, and then you know maybe tag in Kip and let him get the pin like something. But give me some type of story besides you had a, a a fairly even match with with two guys who you should be dominating, uh, and then you won by chance. Like, it really could have gone any way, it, w- the result.
0: It well, was actually, weird. They don't have enough guys that look like Miro on that roster, so why not push a guy like that, you know? Like, I want to see Miro versus Hobbs. I don't want to see Miro beating down Sonny Kiss... It's also like seeing somebody that big beat down Sonny Kish, you're like, is this a hate crime? What's going on right now, you know? Uh, number three, excited for a possible Ronda Rousey return. Apparently, Ronda's been training. Uh, I don't know if that means she's coming back. It's. It, I do not think she's coming back to UFC. I think that sport has kind of passed her by. Uh, how about you, Scott? Would, he, would you be excited to see Ronda again, WWE?
1: It's weird because... Uh, For any return, I go, well, wait till a crowd's there. Otherwise it all feels like a waste of time and the reaction isn't as big and you're never going to look back on it in a few years and go, wow, remember this awesome thing? Because it's going to look ridiculous, you know? But then at the same time, she comes back once fans are back and then you get this feeling of like, well, shouldn't they be pushing the women that that were there during the pandemic? All of a sudden fans are there and she gets to be back. So I don't know. I think the only way I would be okay with her coming back is if uh, she's on SmackDown and uh, she snaps Alexa Bliss out of this bad storyline with an arm bar.
0: <laughs> she's kind of cute though. as like a nightmare before Christmas character, you know? Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, I guess you just know my likes now on Grinder. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Robert.
2: Rousey Oscar Rousey Bailey, Rousey Rhea Ripley, Rousey Charlotte. Yeah, I, I think that there's absolutely no downside to her being there. She always delivered in her matches. She was finding where she needed to be and, and was getting into this, I don't give a fuck about you kind of character that was definitely compelling. So when she just kind of vanished out of nowhere, it, it sucked because she was, she was making that, that transition of understanding who her character was. It reminded me of when Batista stopped caring right before he was leaving for Hollywood. Oh, and, and it was, he was great. And he was great. That was Ronda Rousey. And I feel like Rousey can have a lot of great matches with who there is because the women's division is is floundering. I mean, there's there's really very few exciting matches they have on the main roster right now. And if Ronda Rousey was there, suddenly it's, it's a lot more exciting than Zelina Vega.
0: I will say with Ronda Rousey, like a <sighs> – a match between her and Shayna Baszler when there's no audience, like, would be like kind of a really fun shoot style Josh Barnett blood feud sort of thing. Like, I think they would they would figure that out. Well, that, uh, you know,
2: that's the you can bring her in with like Raw Underground. You have like Shayna Baszler there, and it's like who, and then the door flies open, and it's Rousey. I think that's a big moment that they can film and protect her.
1: Yeah, that would, and then put, mean, put that, that would be sweet, awesome. sweet beat behind the, the match.
2: Oh, bring back the, <laughs> bring back the strippers and then Shane Manson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boom,
0: boom, oh, boom, boom, man. Boom, boom, boom.
2: Like, like he's in a Kid Rock song. Yeah,
1: Get her, Rhonda, get her.
0: Oh, man, that was, they were the most obtainable strippers of all time. Like, <laughs> not even Hooters waitresses, Twin Peaks waitresses. You know, real real bottom of the barrel type shit. And, yeah, was that just, like, fair use stripper music? Like, what the fuck was that beat?
2: My guess, knowing, knowing how they operate, they have a program called MSOFT that lets you find fair use music, uh, which by the way, just a uh, total inside nerdiness baseball thing. The Monday Night Football theme is actually an MSOFT song. So it's a, it's a public domain song, which is why really? WWE, whenever they do football, they always play that dun-dun-dun-dun because they found it on there. And MSOFT works where you just type in words. So if you typed in cheesy stripper music, it'll pull up about 30 songs and then you can listen to them and, and find ways. That's how we would, re- when we had to replace people's music and it would be like, okay, we need to replace this Terry Funk song. We would just type in like hillbilly redneck cousin fucker. And then the first song that comes up, it's like, that's Terry Funk's new song.
0: <laughs> They're like Jerry Lawler. Like they, they give you like a hundred names of NWA or Mid-South wrestlers. Uh, number four, the internet like went nuts for this. And I, I was pissed too. Chuck Taylor got a five-star match before Daniel Bryan. Yes, last week at, week's edition of Dynamite was rated a five-star match, a match of the year candidate by the Rain Man himself, David Meltzer. How the fuck has Daniel Bryan not gotten a five-star match before? Even if like you're gonna be like snobby and say none of the matches he had in WWE were five-star matches, which is bullshit. I can, I can already name like a couple that are five-star matches or close to five-star matches. Like, how the fuck are you not going to say that nothing from Ring of Honor was a five-star match? I, I, why, also, why am, I, why am I giving this guy the platform? Like, why do I give a shit? It's really just one man. I, I've been worked by David Meltzer. That's been the biggest work that wrestling, it used to be, it used, no, no. Even when I started watching wrestling as a kid, I knew that it was fake. I don't know that Meltzer's fake. So I'm the, I am the total fucking mark. Why, why, do, why do you think this is, Scott?
1: I mean, I think there's a clear bias. Uh, I think this is specifically strange because it's, you know, it's like it's not in a ring. It's so unlike Meltzer to review something like this. The only thing I could think is like he's starting to smoke weed or something. Um, and not even as a knock. It's just he's enjoying yeah. things more. Cause, cause you look back at like matches in the nineties and uh, he didn't rate like shit five stars then. And so clearly his rating system has like, you know, he's, he's become more lax on it and you go, well, why is it because wrestling used to be more popular and you know, he's gotta be that kid who, who can't fully commit to the popular thing and it can only be niche and he has to tell you that it was worthwhile. I don't know what his deal is. Um, but yeah, he's wrong. I mean, it was a fucking awesome match.
0: Uh, it was a really good match. It was a really good match. I'm not Five shitting stars. on Uh Did anyone, Robert, did, like what wrestlers, like when you were there, actually gave a shit about what Meltzer thought of their matches?
2: Oh, we, we knew never to bring I know up. I Brett
0: did, but he wasn't there when you were there. Yeah,
2: we, we were basically, we never wanted to bring up anything that was going on with the dirt sheets because if you mention it, if you – It's this weird thing where if you seem like you care about the product in any way, shape, or form, you're going to be written off as a mark, and you're going to have no credibility when you're working with them. So it's this strange world where you need to know everything about every single person you're working with, but at the same time, if you let them know that you know anything about wrestling whatsoever, you're, oh, this guy's a fucking mark. He shouldn't be here. He doesn't belong in the business. So I never discussed any of that stuff with, with talent. Uh, at all. We would look it up our, ourselves, um, but when it came to, to the actual talent, no. As far as Meltzer goes, he's been so in the bag for the elite for the last five years because they let him hang out with them. He, they named, <laughs> that's, that's not even a, not no, even a joke no, at I this know. point. I've seen it backstage. The fact that they named the Meltzer driver, like he fucking eats this shit up. Uh, Daniel Bryan doesn't care. There was a, there was a video that he did years ago when he had gotten fired for the the whole ne- entire incident with Justin Roberts, and he was doing the thing on the road and he was going to all these little towns and he knew he was going to go back to WWE and he gives this like heartfelt speech to the crowd about like you know being in front of you in this in this armory this is what really matters to me and then he's in a car where he's kind of like well that was bullshit I can give that I'm going to give that speech tomorrow night too. So he's really good about making it seem like this is really genuine. He appreciates the art form, but he doesn't give a fuck about a Meltzer five-star rating. And yeah, Meltzer wants to be – everything he talks about with AEW is slanted. Well, you know, the NXT audience is significantly older. The NXT audience is the average age is, what, like 50? The average age with yeah, AEW is like 43. Like it's really not that far off. It's just it's a it's a lawyer bullshit thing. Where I, I
0: didn't I didn't know that that it was like that it was that old for. They're a- genuine
2: w- old. There, their genuine demographic it skews older, but you can make the numbers look like anything you want. Yes, they do better in eighteen to thirty five, but their core average is n- is not great. It's still up there and older because I don't know a single teenager in the world that watches television.
0: They you just know, don't. yeah, I didn't put this on the ten count this week. Um, because I thought it was like, well, it's kind of something that we can talk about, like whatever week we don't have a lot to talk about. Uh, but Eric Bischoff said this that like WWE has completely lost to cable news, and I think that that's that's true. I mean, everyone's brought up UFC, but like if you if you if you look since the Trump era, you know the best promos are on Fox News, MSNBC, CNN. Like, like they they are, you know, and that that's terrible for American democracy. And I guess also bad for the wrestling business.
2: Well, Chuck Schumer puts butts in seats. Talks him <laughs> into the building.
0: I mean, like, seriously, though, have you, like, do you know anyone who's gotten more heel heat in the past two years than Tucker Carlson? I, I don't. I mean, and and he doesn't even wear the fucking bow tie anymore. He doesn't wear the bow tie anymore? No, he wears a wonk. Now that he's a big boy, he's got an APM side, he wears a wonk tie. Uh, it's clip-on.
2: That's a shame. It's like yeah. Cornette without the
0: racket. Hey, great transition. Number five, the new New Midnight Express. Has the internet finally broken Jim Cornette? I want to give Joey Janelle a shout out uh, because that's the greatest thing that I think anyone's done this year is to name their tag team. I haven't – I just saw that Jim Cornette did have a response, but it's in a YouTube video, so I, I want to watch the whole goddamn video. That's one of the funniest fucking things. Is this the is this the real name of the tag team, or is that just a bit for three days ago? Because it seemed like they weren't really referencing it last night. But I think they should it. He did say express. He did say the word express last night in the, in that promo.
2: Yeah, but Cornette sent a cease and desist. Like he's trying to make this into a legal thing. It's like He
0: said a cease and desist?
2: That's that's what I saw online. That oh, yeah.
0: what a fucking He's what such a, a fucking dork. dork. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I that, hold on.
2: Hold on. I, in, in Jim Cornette's defense, I will always defend intellectual property protection because it, in, if he genuinely owns the IP for Midnight Express, because this is the same thing that with WWE and AEW, this story that's pissing me off, and I'm going to sidetrack this for a minute, so bear with me on this. If Cornette has the legal right to Midnight Express for whatever reason, then, then he needs to do everything he can to defend it. Like There's these stories about WWE's picking on Cody because Cody's trying to get the, the rights to Slamboree or, or the Match Beyond or to, to the, the Rhodes name. That's intellectual property that's owned by WWE. They're gonna do everything they can to protect that because it has intrinsic value. So it's not WWE being petty and taking shots at Cody. They have the right to, they bought the library, they bought the the, the intellectual property of WCW they're going to protect it, and they're not just going to give it up. So that part of it as this war that goes on between the two of them. It kind of irks me a little bit because WWE is completely within the right to defend the intellectual property. Cornette, I think a part of him loves that he's still so relevant in people's eyes that what he says and does matters when so many other people are, are forgotten and by the wayside.
0: I just love that, like, for about a week, they were calling him the Har- Harvey Weinstein of the Ohio Valley Wrestling, and this is what broke him. <laughs> like, well, he like, he was, like, totally – he came back from being called out in the speaking out movement by just saying, like, the only thing I'm accused of is having an interesting sex life. <laughs> but, like, new New Midnight Express, that's when he's like, fuck you. No. Well, uh,
1: so Joey Janela, you know, he does that spring break uh, every WrestleMania weekend so it yeah. got it, you know obviously that didn't happen this year but uh they're doing it in october i think october 10th um they're doing spring break four and the main event is joey janella versus ricky morton
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and uh Dude, <laughs> joey Janela is my new favorite wrestler that's the funniest yeah thing and ever someone ever.
1: commented underneath it like how triggered did cornet get and uh, Ricky Morton responded. He said, "Really, don't care what Cornette thinks. Hell, he fired me once. He would probably do it again. Simply, I don't care what he thinks." Wow, that's
0: fucking awesome! Yeah. Then he says, "I will say that with the intellect, internet.
1: Uh, I truly love the wrestling scene today, and fortunate to teach my way, my ways to the younger
0: guys." Blah 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 blah. blah. Um, I uh, yeah, and I I I understand the intellectual property argument, but. Them taking the road's name isn't a great look because there there's a part of business though where it is PR and like totally like bash to the beach slambory war games yeah I, I I get it like that's stay on those stay on the that property but like when you get when when you get to Ebenezer Scrooge it's gonna hurt you and I think that that's the problem with WWE is like yeah the last year they've they've done a lot of stuff that's within their legal right but it doesn't help you you know, long-term. It's like, it's like when somebody call like, like celebrities deal with this all the time. If somebody calls you out online for something and you, and you come back at them or you sue them, it can be a shittier look than not responding at all. I, I I'm not sure what the right balance is, but. and And
1: I, and I agree with you obviously, but then you think about like, if you're running a giant company, right? Where Cody isn't the only person that wants things from you and is asking things like this. So it becomes like, you know, the child thing of like, well, if I give you a piece of candy, I gotta give everybody a piece of candy. And so you know, they give Cody what he needs. All of a sudden, some fucking dummy from nowhere is like, Well, my father also wrestled for you and I'm starting a landscaping business. And
0: <laughs> that's a that's a real WWE.com <laughs> where are they now article, right? Yes. Where's it's, Al- it's, sorry, it's Robert? Green
2: what? green is grass, uh, Landscaping business, they can bring it back in, but no, they they got to protect the roads thing because they they own the the Dusty Roads intellectual property, and that's got value to it, and and they do the Dusty Classic, and they want to be able to market him whenever they market the network. So I think that's that's more about what it is than just kind of fucking with Cody. Uh, there's part of it, I'm sure, that's absolutely fucking with Cody, but I think part of it is them just looking and being like, well, the long-term value of maintaining the Dusty Roads intellectual property is more important because I guarantee you as a part of Vince that thinks AEW is going to fold in six months.
0: It is kind of, you know, like listening to, you know, like the, 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 AEW demo is 41 or 40, whatever number 41 or 43 years old, right? The WWE demo is, is in their mid fifties. Jericho is getting a million viewers. Like this isn't like, it's almost like they're, they're, it's almost like a rib at this point. <laughs> because they're not getting like it's nothing to really be particularly proud of. I mean, the business is look, the wrestling business is really exciting. I think it's a great time to be a fan right now. You can there's so many different promotions you can watch and you can watch them really easily. But, you know, it's just, it's not like anybody's setting the fucking world on fire right now.
2: But that's across the world, uh, across the, the spectrum when it that's comes to true, ratings yeah. for sports. It, because, you know what, the way that people consume it, like the, the perfect example I'll give is my, my wife's uh, cousin, uh, their, their kid who's like 10 years old. It's like, oh, I love, I love wrestling. I was like, oh, really, what show do you watch? She's like, oh, I watch all these clips on YouTube and they're awesome. And he, thats what he watches every week. Mm-hmm. He doesn't realize that like John Cena is not a weekly character because he watched all these YouTube clips of John Cena and thinks this is really cool. They—the way they consume entertainment is—is is different. We're a thousand years old for having this fucking conversation, by the way.
0: <laughs> you guys are—you're yeah, not I, watching well, it here, right. Here, here. Well, here, here's my only argument. That and then we'll move on. Uh, is that yes? Like pe- the way people are watching, you know, television is different. Like. I you know this week I'm like oh I I only saw two episodes of Succession I really should watch the whole series I'm going to start watching the whole series of Succession but like wrestling is one of those mediums it's not like sports where you have to watch it but like it does get spoiled if you watch WrestleMania 4 days later you know there is an element of wrestling where you have to watch it when it's happening you know I don't know yeah number 6 and this is the most important news of the week guys Enzo and Lisa Ann are going to be in a cartoon together. That's right. Luke Gallows is developing a cartoon for Enzo and Lisa Ann. Look, I'm just going to say it. The fact that Enzo is in a cartoon with Lisa Ann before fucking Lisa Ann on camera for money. I mean, that's the biggest win of his career. Uh, If you look at any pro wrestler's trajectory, the fact that he's not in a porn first, I'm going to give Enzo uh, a, (laughs) A tap on the back for that. Uh, are you excited about this cartoon, Scott? It's, it's produced by Luke Gallows? Yeah, it's Talking Shop Mania. They're, they're do, is doing it.
1: Oh, I thought I thought it was a barstool sports production. <laughs> That's, I mean, either one sounds
0: very possible.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, he is the perfect cartoon character. He looks like like so many of them like put together, and uh, <laughs> he's got the energy, and I mean. It'll be less annoying, right, because you'll go, oh, it's a cartoon. They're supposed to be that excitable. So I don't think him. there's
2: a degree of less annoying when it comes to Enzo. Uh, <laughs> I think it's one speed only. What's fun about this is, Dan, you sent the list of what we're talking about, and I genuinely am like, who's Lisa Ann? And I go to Google this, not like, in, like just on my, on my computer, while I'm doing work. And I was like, "Oh shit! I got to close this immediately. <laughs> uh, this right. is not- I've got to
0: go to the bathroom immediately.
2: I'll be back in 45 <laughs> seconds. Um, it, it's just it, I'm sure there's going to be an audience that's that's going to love it. I think I love when Gallows and Anderson do all this stuff. Enzo, I just I, I feel like he does. He's not in and on the joke enough for this to really work. I think that's part of my hesitation on it. If, if that makes any sense." that there's guys who are winking at it and know why it's funny. Enzo takes himself a little too seriously for this to really be as wacky as I think it should be.
1: Yeah, I also do love that this is, like, barely news, but you know it's clearly something Dan is, like, constantly thinking about and and looking up and seeing if there's any rough draft images already. And he's just like, "This is crazy! What's going on?" It's, it's the
0: it's the it's the closest I'm gonna get to my ultimate fantasy. That <laughs> yeah, was like one tweet is about it. He Man saw. This isn't
1: even, this is, is this even happening? Was this just like a dream you had?
0: <laughs> oh, if I came to it, it's real. Number seven. Rest in peace, animal. Jesus, um, that was her next topic. <laughs> right number seven rest in peace well you know you got to get through the important stuff first yeah but when uh, you talk animal. about that and
1: then you say rest in peace animal my brain thinks of the muppets animal
0: oh like he's in the, he's in the next part yeah. uh i no, i not that but I, oh sorry you guys are just knowing all the things i jerk off to on this week's episode <laughs> uh, Jack, you
2: know, i know what to put in the description of this week's show
0: uh <laughs> actually we'll get we'll get higher numbers if we if we're able to like if we're able to hook up with, to some anime accounts, I mean, they'll hate the show, but we'll get gigantic numbers. Uh, Animal died this week at 60 years old. Part of the most over team of all time. I don't think anyone can dispute that. The Road Warriors. Were you guys uh, were you guys Road Warrior fans, Robert?
2: I I was a Road Warrior fan growing up. Uh, when I was at summer camp, our bunk three years in a row was the Road Warriors. That was our our group name. Um, so much so that I didn't realize it was kind of one of those things of being a product of the 80s of a certain degree I knew the Road Warriors, the tag team before I knew that it was based on the movie um, so that was always my, I was like oh they made a movie about Hawk and Animal and I was like oh no it's that guy who doesn't like my people um, the, the, I feel so <laughs> By the way,
0: Passion of to- the Christ* is getting a sequel did you hear that? What? Yeah, they're, 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 it's going to be The Resurrection Mel Gibson's doing it He's going the back animal? to the, well. the resurrection of Animal.
2: Yeah. <laughs> all right. See, now I was going to tell. All right. Now I'm trying to get into this mode of telling a nice uh, sorry, story rep. because I, I, and then I'm, I'm there's, there's porn star cartoons and, you know, <laughs> and Mel, Gibson. Mel Gibson. Yeah. Um, when I was working at WWE, we had brought back Animal um, and we teamed him with Heidenreich. Which is just like a crime against you. Oh, humanity. yeah, I
0: saw that. That was brutal.
2: Uh, not my, not, I had no say in this matter. And it, which meant that Lauren Idis had every right to be a dick because he was in this shitty situation. Couldn't have been a nicer guy. In fact, the very first thing that I ever got to, that I was told to produce on my own that was going live, live, which is very, very stressful, was that was the Road Warriors, was, was Animal and, and uh, Heidenreich walking down the hallway towards the ring that like, Oh, coming up next or whatever. And that was a lot of pressure on me. Cause it's like Vince is watching from gorilla and you don't want to fuck this up. And I'm very stressed. I'm like, okay, we have the right angle on this. And he, he just looked at me and he goes, don't worry, kid. I'm not going to make you look like a dick. And I was like, that was such a cool thing for him to say. Like he didn't need to say this. I'm a fuck. There's a right. million writers. They come in and out. But the fact that he took that moment to be like, you're, you're going to be fine. And he's a, you know, a legend. That to me is one of the coolest things ever. So that's one of those memories that I'm really happy that I had when it comes to uh to animal.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. That that that's so aware to be to to say a thing like that. You know, where he could easily just be in his own head or be thinking about whatever the fuck he wants to think about, but that that is a that is badass. I I uh, I I didn't meet him at Starcast, but he was one guy who instead of standing at his booth which did have lines, when he didn't have to stand at his booth, he was still walking around saying hi to people, um, you know, with the shoulder pads, letting people try them on. Uh, yeah, seemed like a good dude. And then he was on uh, All In. He, he, uh, he came out with the, with the Bucks at the beginning of the show, which I thought, you know, also showed kind of how he, he's, he's hip to, uh, to the business.
0: My favorite... Uh, oh, they paid him well. My favorite tweet... Uh, and I was I, I, Road Warriors. They were like the ultimate warrior when I was a kid. And even before I started like watching wrestling, I saw them, and I was like, "Who the fuck are those guys?" You know, like that they have that vibe. Uh, but my favorite thing, uh, my favorite tweet this week was Ken Shamrock. He wrote, "R.I.P. Animal. You know he's up in heaven with Hawk, giving the angels the Doomsday device." <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! yeah. Oh. <laughs> Number eight, Scott's New Japan Corner. The G One started this past week. Scott, I saw three out of the four nights. I didn't see uh, last night's show. Uh, I love it. What, what are you thinking about it so far?
1: Yeah, it's been fantastic, right? I mean, it. it so look, the rule is uh, these fans. It is it. It is a socially distanced arena, but the arena is fairly full. When you look at it, there's people there, and it looks like a real show. Um, obviously all wearing masks, they cannot cheer, react, or go, ooh, or anything like that. It's all clapping. Um, so because of that, you're you're getting a lot of different pattern clapping, a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, cool little moments where, uh, where, you know, they want to scream and then they don't. And then they remember to clap and it, it's somehow working I mean the match are... didn't
0: realize that, I was listening to the Meltzer today and he, he didn't realize that what Jay White was doing was a heel move when he was no. telling people to yeah he did he was he was just like he was like yeah and you know they didn't cheer
1: yeah so, so Jay she- White did had this great moment you know that um uh, against uh it was in the Abushi match right um yeah. he he's fighting Abushi, and and you know this is these people's first time seeing Abushi since the pandemic. And he's one of their biggest stars. And it's the main event of the show. And they're clapping. And Jay White is just like, cheer his name. Cheer Abushi. Ibushi. Ibushi. And he's like, why aren't you cheering? And it's like, it's such this weird moment where if it was here, you know, people would be like, all right, fuck it. We're going to cheer, you know, because you're not going to get one up on us. But instead, like, they had to submit to this heel it was it was such a cool moment uh there's been i mean at the very least like two great matches on each show and and most matches have been pretty good uh if not great uh naito versus tanahashi was unbelievable um ishii versus osprey was a
0: was a highlight for me god that match was awesome
1: yeah and then this morning you know uh, i watched this morning uh what should i watch this morning uh night over sex zach saber jr was was fucking awesome man uh uh naito won uh with like a few seconds to spare so that's a 30 minute time limit uh it was really really fucking great so yeah new japan's back and uh they got another show saturday
0: uh robert did you catch any of the g1 i caught none of the g1 uh
2: how's how's uh, dick togo doing
0: Oh, man. Well,
1: he got it
0: you know, in, in, in interfered in one of the matches, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, obviously, uh, Evil is, is in the tournament. And uh, it's just more and more obvious that he, he should have never won the title. But I will say, because of that feud, uh, Naito is just killing it. Like, I, I think he's, I mean, look, we're, we're only, each block has had two days. But I, I think he's like the star uh, of it so far.
0: Uh, yeah, I really dug the uh, the match the first night. Um, number nine, Clash of Champions predictions. Guys, this is a good time to plug our Patreon. Scott and I, uh, Robert, uh, will be uh, celebrating uh, his uh, – we'll be observing a Muslim holiday on Sunday. Uh, so it will be me and Scott uh, talking about uh, Clash of the Champions, and Zach will be there too. We're going to go through the card, guys. Same, same as last time, I'm going to ask for your prediction. And I'm not going to comment on this because I will be commenting on this uh, tomorrow morning when I do uh, David Shoemaker's Mass Man podcast. Uh, check that out. But uh, I want to know your prediction and whether or not you're excited for the match. So let's start off uh, the Smackdown, SmackDown Tag Team Championship, Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura versus the Lucha House Party. We'll start with you, Scott. Well, first, I'd like to say
1: uh, Dan is just going to steal all all of our awesome predictions, so don't listen to that (laughs) other podcast. Right. right. Uh, 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 um, The tag match, is that that the one you just said? the tag match. Yeah, it's going to be be Shinsuke and Cesaro. And uh, really, I mean, this is one of those matches where you go, oh, uh, Sunday might come, and this
0: is all of a sudden off the card. Because it, it really uh, feels that important. Well, it's par- apparently also because like Vince absolutely hated the match between Cesaro and Grand Metalik. That, that that that's a very possible thing.
1: Oh, good. Robert. Fire them and let them go somewhere else.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Go back to A. That sounded racist the way I said. It. Go back yeah. to AAA. Go Gran back Mitalik. to AAA. <laughs> Robert.
2: I. Very talented wrestlers in a situation that I, I nobody can really care. L- Lucha house parties of no consequence whatsoever. Um, they're they're threatening to break them up, which makes zero sense to begin with because there's no other tag teams left on SmackDown. Everybody else has been decimated by injury. There's no USOs. Uh, they're out with injury. New Day's out with injury. Forgotten Sons are out with racism. So it's like <laughs> you're literally stuck with this uh i think cesaro and nakamura are going to retain because there's no reason to put it on the team that's gonna break up
0: uh yeah although you know what i think you guys are right but uh, well i said i wasn't gonna make my prediction but i would not be sure this is this is
2: where you make this your bread real, and
0: butter. well you know you're right <laughs> yeah this is where i make my hundred dollars every every quarter yeah uh, little the little raw bread and yeah the <laughs> I do think it's not it's not beyond the realm of possibility that WWE is like fuck we need something surprising uh, just give the titles to Lucha house party. I mean like you know they don't give a shit about these titles anyway. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Raw Women's Championship, Asuka versus Zelina Vega. This is the kickoff match. Robert, who do you got and are you looking forward to this at all?
2: Having watched Zelina Vega's match on Raw, uh, there is there is a sense of me that is looking forward to this in the way that you watch NASCAR for a car crash. Uh, Zelina Vega is a fantastic manager. She has a great presence. Uh, her, her match with Mickey James was like I was waiting for Vince to just come out halfway through and just like, stop guys, just stop and go go to the back. I don't care that I'm on TV. you need to stop doing this. Um, she, she is she is not very good. Uh, it's strange that they're putting her in this position when you consider you could have very easily slid. Uh, Natalia with Lana into this, if it's a throwaway month, Asuka's absolutely going to retain. There's no reason for her not to. They're giving the shot to Zelina Vega, but they're putting her out there to fail, and that kind of sucks. Scott?
1: Yeah, it's a real bummer. I mean, you go, how do you save this match? And then you go, oh, I mean, don't have it. Just let them, like, talk at each other. I I love Asuka, the the way she, her promos are amazing to me. And uh, Zelina's obviously good at that. So, yeah, it's like kind of, do a headlock and talk shit to each other and then end the fucking match.
0: United States championship, Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Cruz. Back to you, Scott. Lashley's uh,
1: got to win. I mean, does retribution interfere? But then their faces because Cruz wins the title. So, no, Lashley is just dominant. Um, 15 years in the business, uh, what, this week, I think today. So, they'll be like, oh, you know, they'll be highlighting that and, uh, and then he'll win. And I don't think retribution is actually going to show their faces during this because
0: I, I, uh, I don't think they're going to be feuding with the Hurt business. This is a really stupid question. WWE doesn't have a wellness policy, right? There's no way Lashley can look the way. Yeah, he can. Yeah. He was a,
2: if he was doing MMA, he knows how to cycle. So I'm sure he knows what he's doing. Um, I mean,
0: I've never seen anyone in his 40s look
2: like that. It's
1: insane. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, some people are just freak freaks of nature, no?
0: Maybe. I, I don't know, man. I don't know any 42 year old dude who looks like that. You know, Robert, Robert, are you excited about this at all? Who do you got?
2: First of all, I'm depressed that it was 15 years ago that Lashley debuted because I was there for his first episode of SmackDown, and that doesn't feel like that was 15 years ago when we put him out there with Simon Dean. But the, I remember the, the pop he got, we were in somewhere in Texas, the the pop, the reaction he got as a nobody just coming out there, the audience like, holy shit, look at this guy. And 15 years later, he still comes out there and it's holy shit, look at this guy. Um, I think Retribution comes out. I think that it, they're in this weird position where it reminds me of like the spoiler for like a 20 year old movie, but the end of Gangs of New York where they're building up to the fight between the two gangs and then out of nowhere, the Civil War breaks out in the middle of their big fight. I feel like if Lashley and Apollo are fighting and then Retribution shows up, these guys are all kind of forced to fight together as like, you know, the enemy of my enemy or whatever, which dev- it's devalues their entire storyline whatsoever. But you need to plug Retribution somewhere into the show. And this is the only place where it makes any kind of sense.
1: Yeah, I just or- think that's such a quick... That's such a quick... um Thing I don't I don't know it
0: because think, WWE is known for their nuanced storylines. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's why I hey, gave hey,
1: up on that thought. <laughs> hey,
0: here's, here, here's here's my pitch. Here's my pitch of retribution. Randy Orton throws Drew McIntyre in the ambulance, closes the door, and then like they stick their like they're driving the ambulance like Undertaker with step. They're like, where to, Drew? And that's how you end the show. Raw Tag Team Championships in the Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza. Who do you got, Robert? Who do you got?
2: It's kind of what I said for the other one. Like, Andrade and Garza hate each other. They're going to break up. It's so fucking stupid to put the tag titles on them, which means there is a 100% chance Andrade and Garza are winning. And then you're going to have tag team champions who hate each other. And then they can bring back the Bachelor woman and pay off the reason why she's been on for the last year. Like, she's the whisperer that's going to keep them together.
0: Maybe Demi's the head of retribution. I would love that. Ooh. Scott, who do you got? <sighs> What's
1: the match, brother?
0: <laughs> Three profits for andrade and angel garza no i
1: literally forgot that it was andrade and angel garza no i mean i get no i know i'm
0: serious like it's like um, some of those things were like even the match that determined who was gonna win i'm like i don't want to see any of these
2: oh god i just remembered the fucking angle yeah I blocked it out of my mind the seth rollins completely redoing the who's dominic's parent oh god dude god yeah. thanks thanks dan
0: <laughs> we didn't get a chance to talk about it. there was so much that happened this week that we forgot god raw was the worst show of all time they need to cancel it uh, uh now no, keep it going let's see what happens <laughs> <laughs> scott who do you got yeah i think
1: i think a shark is gonna uh interfere <laughs> in this one.
0: John,
2: like john tenta has a kid that we don't know about
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm gonna let's just do this one fast women's Taxi championship nia jackson shana baszler Versus the Riot Squad, Scott. Yeah, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Robert.
2: Look, let's break this down person by person. Now, fuck it, it's gonna be Nia Jax, <laughs> and Shayna Baszler. I don't yeah. give a shit. Well,
1: also, this, I'm, this, I'm 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 assuming uh, Nia's opponents will get b- bloody noses. That's
0: another prediction. <laughs> this this next match, uh, I I don't think we even need to make predictions for SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey versus Nikki Cross. Uh, Bailey's gonna win. Uh, you know if Nikki was a little over maybe they would do the you know the Mick Foley miracle win but she's not it's gonna be Bailey but I'm
1: sorry what you think it's a storyline driven match
0: Uh, yeah it's gonna be it's just set up Sasha beating the shit out of her right to set up hell in the cell yeah I guess so
2: I'm going with Nikki uh, I think that Sasha's going to cost Bailey the match. I think Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss is the, is the title match they can do. Bailey and Sasha can be the blood feud. They don't need the belt. And you need to change some titles on the Clash of Champions show.
0: You do need to change a couple titles. And I will say, despite, you know, like, it wasn't a great it wasn't, – it wasn't the best go-home Monday Night Raw. Uh, although – but I will say there's the next three matches that are the top matches of the show. I'm genuinely looking forward to these matches, and I think they could be pretty good. It was Inter- like a it was like a go home Monday night raw. <laughs> you know what home. I mean like go home, go Monday, home. Night You're raw. Drunk You're drunk. Monday night raw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Intercontinental Championship Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn in a ladder match. Scott, <laughs> who do you got?
1: It sucks cuz this is like a really cool match that it's I would have wanted match. to
0: see but for some reason it's just like I
1: I, I don't see it being exciting and i i don't know why um i love zane i would want him to win but i think hardy uh retains i don't think aj needs that title obviously nobody needs that title
2: robert uh just i think sammy could win it i think this it because they're because they're doing a triple threat ladder match it's a way to get the title off jeff without having to pin him I don't know that Jeff necessarily needs or remembers that he has the Intercontinental title. And I think there's something funny, too, if Sami Zayn has two Intercontinental titles that he's wearing both of them. Uh, there's something interesting to it. And then it makes it feel like you're not punishing him for taking off time because he has COVID.
1: Yeah. It does feel like Hardy just signed a new contract. It feels like they're like, hey, we'll give you the title, the Intercontinental title. He's like, great, signs it. They give it to him and then take it away from him immediately.
2: Whoa, this is shiny. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't think he would care if they took it away from him. I really hope Willow is the head of retribution. I think that's the only payoff that Angle needs. Universal Championship: Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso. Who do you got, Scott? Awesome. I mean, again, it's another one. It's like there's no way in the world. Yeah, but but, but, but this why is I'm
1: the, this is definitely the match I'm most excited for. Um, I think it's going to be so much fun. Uh, I know you're excited for it because Roman said he's not going to be wearing a shirt. <laughs> So he's, he's changing up his gear and uh yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and I mean, I could only assume Roman is not only going to beat uh, Jey Uso, but he is going to destroy him um in a way that makes him a monster. Robert.
2: I agree.
0: Yeah. All right. <laughs> and finally, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton in, in a, in an, in, an, in an ambulance match. Although, on the this, on, on this CBSSports.com uh, uh, Clash of Champions prediction page that I'm looking at right now, they do not list ambulance match. Uh, who do you guys got? Robert?
2: Uh, I think that they're going to beat the shit out of each other. Randy's going to punt Drew in the head. He's going to drag him to the ambulance, open up the door. Edge is going to pop out, beat the fuck out of Randy Orton, and throw him in there, and Drew's going to retain
0: that's a that would be that would send everybody. Damn, that would
1: rule. You think Edge is uh, is
0: better?
2: What better? He 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 can do the he can do that spot then That's they can true. do promos oh, I mean, Edge for the next is better
0: episode. than Orton coming over, Orton going over. You see oh. so th- this is this is where I think
1: uh retribution gets involved unfortunately. Um I think so if you're going long term with this group and, and you decide to not crush them in two weeks and make them disappear, you have them beat them both up and throw them in an ambulance and take them away. And then they're off TV for like two weeks. Um, and then what happens is, you know, and this will light a fire under people getting excited about wanting to see Retribution get their asses kicked is they stay dominant for two weeks while they're gone. McIntyre comes back, fights them with Keith Lee, whoever else, they somehow still overcome them. And then Randy Orton comes out and by default is a face by kicking the fuck out of retribution. Um, and Man, then I hope an actual exciting words. moment in retribution, which is Randy Orton uh, taking them
2: out. Um, I hope
0: they don't make Gordon the head of retribution. I really hope they don't go there. I
2: think it's more fun if uh Randy oh, no. looks like Randy's not... going to save him and Randy just like, "Yeah, fuck it," and just walks away.
1: Well, that would be great too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 I, I think this ends with Randy being even if it's at Survivor series, Randy is the one who's like, "Okay, I'll help out."
0: And we'll we'll get that match. Like like, nobody oh. needs help
1: with these fucking guys.
0: <laughs> Uh, so hey, well, if you want to uh, check out our clash of the uh, our reaction to clash of the champions in real time, become a Patreon member. It's a fun time. Number ten. And this is this is also the most important news of the week besides the Enzo and Lisa Ann news. Uh, WWE has released Undertaker and Ultimate Warrior wine. Uh, I've been to three rehabs, so I will not be participating. But uh, Robert, are you excited? You're you're a wine guy, right?
2: I. Maybe? I don't even know anymore (laughs) after seeing this. Like, look, I mean, you've already converted me to to being a Muslim, so who knows what's going on today? But I I think, look, with this, you drink until you see dead people or until a warrior promo makes sense, so I like that. And I think it's doing, look, it's doing the world a a service. Uh, Ladies, if you go to a man's house and he pulls out a bottle of Ultimate Warrior wine, run for your fucking life. (laughs)
0: She's like, she's like, I should have gone out with Cosby. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
2: going to take this date to a nosedive.
0: (laughs) I just don't understand, like, like, if you really want to make money, you would want to, like, like, get, like, Marty Jannetty whiskey or, like, sunny vodka, like, somebody you know who gets fucked up. Like, hawk, hawk, (laughs) hawk. Hawk cocaine in the bathroom and no one's like I don't know well, that's not I like it, a little I bit it of a bubbly tw- made sense
2: you know I put it on my Twitter yesterday and people thought it was a, like a gag like they thought I was just doing a bit I'm like no this is re- like I literally am like WWE is doing my job for me here's WWE wine
0: the only one I know in the wrestling business who drinks wine by the gallons is Kevin Nash he's got like three shoot interviews where he's literally drinking like a kiddie pool of Cabernet <laughs> while he Barry's Bam Bam Bigelow. you got to check it out. <laughs> Zach, uh, are you uh, – Zach, Zach, you're back on the dating scene. Would you buy a glass of Undertaker wine on a prospective date? Would you guys be surprised if I said I already have both? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's close on that. We're not going to get any better than that. Yeah, guys. Uh, guys, we got a uh, we got a T-shirt still on ProWrestlingTees.com. Me and Scott are doing the Clash of the Champions Patreon Gold Rush This Sunday, I got a new video on Comedy Central. Scott, what do you got?
1: Gold Rush. Uh, Listen to my other podcast, uh, Garbage Days. And uh, please uh, subscribe subscribe to the Patreon. I'm genuinely excited for this pay-per-view. And I'm even more excited to make fun of it um, on the Patreon. So
0: join. Robert?
2: Uh, subscribe to the Patreon. Sorry, I won't be here on Sunday, but, uh, you know, Yom Kippur. I'll be fasting, so that's already suffering enough. But I'm going to do it while also watching Clash of Champions at some point. So it's going to be like God's really going to be on my side for this, assuming he's up there. Uh, I feel like at that like- point
0: it's a kink, right? Watch- <laughs> watching yes. – like raw and not eating, you're like. Oh, I have eaten. I'm a yes. bad boy.
2: I haven't eaten for 11 hours, and I'm watching Oscar <laughs> Zelina Vega. This better get me into you know heaven, so I can see the Legion of Doom match against. Uh, <laughs> okay, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know the name of literally any angel whatsoever. Doing angel angel Garza. To,
0: to
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter at wwcreative_ish. Uh, and uh, yeah.
0: All right, folks. We'll see you next time. Goodbye.